0: hi I'm Danielle and this is chatter out loud a podcast where I share thoughts and TV commentary on shows I like to watch Now before I start I want to ask that you go ahead and like follow share and subscribe and on YouTube where I upload my companion episode of the podcast be sure to hit the notification bell this way you can get a notification every time I post a new post or post a new episode and you won't miss out. It doesn't cost you anything to follow and subscribe so go ahead okay I'll wait. <laughs> um, and thank you in advance. All right, so in today's episode, I'm chatting about the new TV series on NBC called The Endgame. It's episode two and it's titled Fairy Tale Wedding. Uh, the synopsis for this episode is as follows A kidnapping orchestrated by Elena puts Val to the test as her past resurfaces and becomes a part of the bigger play. The FBI task force contends with an unexpected turn of events in one of the banks. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into it. Um, we learn more about well in this episode. We learn more about Elena's past as the episode shows us a younger Sergey and Elena and how much they are in love right before their wedding in Belarus in 2012. So we're we're flashing back to the past, or we're flashing back right to 2012 in Belarus. They arrive at the church. The church. Where outside the church, they are greeted by Sophia. And Sophia, who's um, that's Sergey's mom or his mother, right? We learn that Sophia raised Elena and is like a mother to her. Uh, Sophia obvious, obviously loves her and gives Elena a wedding gift that is a crown jewel, a brooch, I believe. And also um, in that moment, Sophia shares words uh, words of wisdom with Elena. Um, she tells her. Let me see what I had here. Sophia tells Elena that men are the face, but the women are the power. And she donned her as the queen, right? So afterwards, Sophia makes her way back into the church while Sergey and Elena were still outside of the church right in front. And they're having their talk like love loving couples do. They're talking about their future and getting married. And then it happens. Yeah, the bomb goes off and blows up the church with everyone in it. We saw the bomb being planted by someone earlier in the episode, um, and they covered the bomb in a bag, uh, disguising it as a wedding gift. And it was they put it in the cubby or something. We saw we saw the lights flashing inside the bag. Um, of of course, uh, the bomb and blowing up everyone inside of the church. Um, of course, it was meant to hurt both Sergei and Elena, um, or maybe even kill them too. Right, but anyway that hurt both Sergey and Elena. Um, it's another part of their story experiencing pain. And I should mention after the, pom- the bomb went off, we see Sergey, you know, filled with so much grief. He's holding his mom. Elena then told him that they had to flee because whoever planted that bomb probably meant to kill them as well. Um, and since they didn't get married on their day, on that day they bonded them, uh, bonded by giving each other the dove tattoo. We see both of them um, in the last episode and this one too, staring at the the tattoo, rubbing their wrist. Um, it's like their symbol of love, right? So we see how that how that tattoo came about. Um, Back to present day, Elena wants to share another story with Val. And at this time, all Val is interested in knowing is how Elena, how did Elena frame Owen? Uh, Remember, Owen is in prison serving time for taking money from a cartel when he was a federal agent. Um, Only we learned in the last episode that Elena framed Owen. And so Val wants to know how she did it and she's questioning her and um, how is Owen tied to Elena. That's, his, that's what Val is trying to figure out. Um, she also wants to understand the purpose and the why when it comes to Elena Federover and the banks and, and Owen. Uh, Meanwhile, in the banks, uh, remember the banks are a part of the plot. And in this episode, we are now on day two, 12 hours later, moving into day three by the time the episode ends. Um, So it's still moving pretty quickly. uh, Not as much as the first episode, but it's still moving fast, right? Um, So in this period of time, the task force is talking about the PR and the optics of the bank heist and how to control it right? They want to control the optics. Why Elena is still wanting to talk about another story, and this time it's a story about a mother and her complicated child, Um, that the complicated child couldn't stay out of trouble. And the mother had to face reality about that. And this story was twofold tonight, right? The first part was surrounding the homeland secretary, Remember, at the end of the first episode, Elena threatened that she was going to be next. Right, so we saw that they kidnap they kidnapped Homeland the Homeland Secretary's son and strapped a bomb with a timer to his body. Um, the second part of that story, you know, the mother and her complicated child that couldn't stay out of the stay out of trouble. The second part to that. Um, was surrounding, well, the, the second meaning to that, right? The first meaning had to do with the Homeland Security son. The second meaning had to do with um, Val and her own mother, who was killed by someone called Bigby. And Bigby killed Val's mom in retaliation to Val's dad, who uh, was the arresting officer of Bigby, right? So dad Val's dad was an officer, um, and he arrested Bigby. Big B retaliated against him by killing Val's mom, right? In a shootout or something. It was a drive-by shootout. So just hold on to that for a minute and hold on to the whole mother and her complicated child story, okay? Um, I want to go back to what's occurring inside the bank. Um, I can never get his name. So I'm going to refer to him as the reckless hostage (laughs) inside the bank. He is either a manager or a loan officer in the bank. Uh, In the first episode, we were introduced to him uh, because we saw him happily turn down a black woman's loan. Um, and it was like he enjoyed it. And the only ref- only reason I'm referencing referencing her color uh, is because later on in this episode, it's used against him by a, one of Elena's crew, um, who's who's heist, you know, who's part of that bank heist, um, telling him to do better. Um, so that's why. I, so I'm calling him reckless because this was the same guy um, that was using his hidden cell phone to text information, not only to the police, giving them the layout of the bank, but we also learned that he would, from the first episode, we learned that this hostage, um, also used that cell phone to talk to his mistress. So that's why I'm calling him the reckless hostage, right? We can all, and we'll have a frame of reference there in terms of who I'm talking about. All right. So the reckless hostage. <laughs> Alright, so the reckless hostage, uh, he decides to be the spokesperson for the hostages asking for food. Um, they quickly shut him down. They gra- by they grabbed his arm and wrestle him down to the ground. Um, they then throw him lollipops and pretty much telling him to eat them if he's hungry. I thought the lollipops had something to do with the entire plot. Like I thought it was a clue, but we learned that it's not. <laughs> Um, The way that they grabbed his arm was strategic because we learned that they placed a patch under his arm, causing him to have a cardiac event. Uh, Mind you, the agents can see all of this on the monitors and they decide to use that incident as a way to negotiate with Elena's crew to try to open up a line of communication um, and try to get more details in terms of why, what do they want and things like that um it doesn't work but they make an attempt and try to take advantage of this of the reckless hostage having this cardiac event all right so let's fast forward um they allow the reckless hostage to be removed by the paramedics and they put him into the ambulance um only to have the paramedic reach under the, his arm right remove that patch that quickly stops his cardiac event um and at the same time, she takes off the, uh, she meaning the paramedic, takes off his shoe to remove the thumb drive on the bottom of his shoe. So this was another planned event by Elena. Um, they in, they intentionally induced a cardiac event with that patch. And that was a way for them to get that thumb drive out of the bank. And um, the, thumb, the thumb drive is important because Earlier, we saw them use it, uh, put it inside of like one of the um, one of the databases, and they copied information um, and loaded it onto the thumb drive, right? So that this was this whole stunt was a way for them to get the thumb drive out to the paramedic. And because Elena is so in tune with how smart Agent Val Turner is, she knew that Val would figure it out, which she did, and she intercepted the paramedic taking her into custody. Um, When they interrogated the paramedic, she relayed a similar message as the first inside guy. Remember him? He was the one that planted that note in the attorney general's pocket. And he kept saying, you're going to see it's a plan, the why, or, you know, something to that effect. And so did the paramedic said, uh, shared a similar message, right? So this is all calculated. This is all planned. Um, and I have to admit, uh, at this point of the episode, I'm questioning how realistic this is, you know? Um, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the entertainment value. Um, as one uh, um, one of you said in a comment, you love the chemistry between, uh, between Morena, who plays um, Elena's character, and Ryan, who plays Val's character, um, or the Val character. Uh, but from the level of planning involved you know, from Elena and how everything is so calculated. It's getting hard for me. It's getting hard for me to believe. Um, I mean, look, we know it's fiction. Um, I'm just beginning to feel like it's a little too calculated, if, if that may be a criticism. Um, so something has to go wrong soon. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're only in the second episode. Um, everything is so strategic and so calculated. I guess that's the point that they want the viewers to understand. Um, and it's only an observation as a viewer, right? I'm willing to hold on. I'm willing to ride this out. Um, but what do you think? Are you believing these calculations? Like everything is so perfect and so planned, right? We, we want something to go wrong soon. <laughs> All right. Um, I do like how they move the story back and forth from the past to the present, you know, like the flashbacks. I think I said this in my last in game episode that they weave the past. Um, they weave in the past to help develop the character so we can understand the frame of mind in present day, right? So I think that's important. And I, and I like that. I like how that moves back and forth. Um, it keeps me glued to the TV because I swear if you miss seconds, uh, you miss a lot. <laughs> and I only watched this episode once. Um, the first episode I had to watch a couple times. This one I watched once, um, but I was glued. I was afraid to like, move until a commercial break <laughs> um oh I meant to go back to the story of the mother and the complicated child right this clue helped thou figure out the code to unlock the bomb from the homeland secretary's son right they threw it um they threw it in um once they removed the bomb right it didn't um what is it not detonate, but it did the bomb didn 't go off, so they they entered the code to remove the vest right because they had the bomb squad there, and they determined like, oh, if you put in a code, we can get the vest off, and that 's what they did, and then they threw that vest um, in some type of containment vessel to shield the bomb from blowing up the entire room. You know how we see we always see that in um in movies with the bomb squad, right, so they quickly took the vest off just in time. So that was kind of suspenseful. I like that part. Uh, the code that they entered, you know, they were trying to figure out what, what is the code? What is the meaning? And Val being smart, knowing, okay, Elena does everything for a reason. Everything ties in. So she was thinking, and the code had to do with the name of the guy that killed Val's mother. Isaac Bigby, right? I just talked about him a little earlier. Um, so they saved the Homeland Security son. And of course she thinks it's resolved. She meaning the Homeland Secretary, or am I saying security or secretary? I'm, i meaning to say Homeland Secretary's son, Homeland Secretary, not security. So if I said security, I apologize. Um, So they save the homeland secretary's son. And of course, she thinks it's resolved and still doesn't know or accept uh, and um, realize how calculating Elena Federova is. Um, She's saying that they should put her in a dark room in some type of solitary confinement or something to that that effect to punish Elena for kidnapping her son. Um, And to her son, meanwhile... um, the nautical ropes Val had asked they tied up the homeland secretary's son with nautical ropes, and Val, you know being in being um, she understands like federal just doesn't do things. she does things for a reason. there's a purpose behind everything. so she had questioned the homeland secretary if asking her if she knew anything about the nautical ropes because that was used to tie up her son. Um, in addition. In addition to those nautical ropes, so hold on to that, the thumb drive, what was on the thumb drive pretty much told the Homeland Secretary's secret, Um, and that wound up getting her arrested in, in the end, right? The nautical rope was a clue to the coast, and the thumb drive showed a video of the Homeland Secretary having a meeting in a car with a cartel boss asking for $10 million where she'll allow him to bring in his drugs through the coast. Mm, Right? See how calculating everything is. Um, Finally, uh, we see that Anthony, another agent. um, Well, we were introduced to him in the last episode, but he happens to be. um, I think I want to say Val's partner, um, but he's another agent. He's very loyal to Val. Um, He helps uh, sweeps. He helps to put together um, a team to sweep uh, Val's car. Uh, as they suspect that there's a bug inside of Val's car because Elena had used a term, uh, street fighter, that she used um, when she was in a conversation with Anthony inside of the car. Um, and then she remembered, oh, she just threw that term back at me. So how is she, how does she know that? And then they realized, oh, the car is bugged. Anyway, Elena de- is determined to get Val to see that they are partners and have mutual pain, right? So she's trying to say... She uses terms like mothers stolen from us and the pain it caused. Remember, um, Sophia, we started off this episode talking about Sophia and the love that Elena had for Sophia. Sophia is Sergei's mother, and she was killed in that bomb inside the church when they were getting ready to get married. Um, So she feels like that's a mother stolen from us, as well as... Um, drawing Val into the story, and Val's mom was killed, right? Was killed by that Isaac Bigby person. Again, a mother stolen from us, right? So they both had their mo- mothers killed, um, and the pain that that caused. So Elena is using that, and she's determined to get Val to see we're partners and we have mutual pain. And so that's how I see her drawing in Val in an attempt to get her to do what though, right? To go against whom? That's the mystery. That's what we're going to learn as the the season progresses. Um, The whole episode is bait and switch. Elena promises to give them additional clues or more knowledge as she says, only if Val keeps her word. And I don't remember where this happened in the episode, but Elena wanted her clothes as she'd been in the same outfit, that same pretty blue dress for going on three days. Um, so she wanted her clothes to have a, ch- or she wanted a change of clothing and she wanted them to go get her clothes. And again, with everything being so calculated by Elena, when they were trying to get to the Homeland Security sun, uh, someone had placed Elena's trunk of clothing inside the trunk of Val's car. And this was found during the sweep of her car, right? So see how well Elena knows Val. <laughs> she figured out Val will figure out um, she she already knew Val would figure out that oh she might have a bug and they have the car um, and to have the car swept like, for bugs, right Or to sweep the car for bugs. I think that's how you say it. Um, anyway, so while they were doing that, um, they found that that, that blue trunk, um and nothing they didn't find anything suspicious in the trunk uh other than the picture of Elena Sergey and who Owen so the picture was of the three of them at a restaurant hmm so of course um they show Val the picture when Val confronted Elena about the picture, she demanded to know, she demanded to know the context and what were they doing together at that restaurant? So we see Elena in her clothing as promised, right? Cause they bring the clothes back to her. Um, and we see she has on that brooch that she was given, um, by, so- she was given that brooch by Sophia, remember? And that's when Sophia donned her the queen. Um, and, um, They end the episode showing Val going to the prison to ask Owen about the picture. Of course, Owen again asks Val to just let it go, leave him behind, go on with her life. Um, And as we remember in the first episode, we saw Owen giving Val divorce papers, right? Trying to say, go on with your life, leave me behind. Of course, Val refuses. Um, He asks her again. And she's like not relenting. She's like, "No, I want to understand what this picture is about, what is going on, how you're involved, how are you tied to Elena?" Um, and he kind of like stops the conversation. He gives her a four-leaf clover uh, excuse me, a four-leaf clover before walking away from her in the prison. Um, I'm thinking we should remember this four-leaf clover.) <clears throat> it might come back to us as some type of clue or it might come back as some type of clue. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Um, Afterwards, Owen goes back into the work area inside the prison. Of course, he's updating Sergey and Sergey's like, what do you tell him? He's like, nothing. Um, Now here's where I chuckled in the episode um sergei sergey told owen he wanted to tell him a joke <clears throat> and i said oh my goodness we have elena wanting to tell a story and now sergey wanted to tell a joke i mean <laughs> isn't that that was funny to me um anyway sergey told the joke about the laziest prisoner digging a tunnel and i feel we should hold on to that as a clue by the way um Owen didn't find it funny but Sergey said I know who would find my joke funny so he goes back to his cell picks up contraband I think that's what they call it in prison right um anyway he picks up his hidden cell phone and he begins to do Morse code and I say Morse code I didn't know that it was Morse code right away I thought he was just like texting someone I'm like who is he texting but we knew it was Morse code because the light on the equipment outside of the room where Elena was held in, it begins to blink. It catches Elena's eye. And then of course she sees the light blinking. Right. And then she begins to laugh. (laughs) So clearly Sergey knows where Elena is. They, you know, she knows he's alive. Of course we figured that out in the first episode, but they know um, there's more to this. It's more calculation, more things to um, hold on to, or more clues, I should say. All right. So by the cadence of the show, at least what we've seen in the last two episodes, we'll get more stories from Elena, maybe more jokes from Sergey. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, it'll peel more layers into their, into her past uh, history of love and pain. And loss, right? We'll get more into Val and Owen's history. Uh, we'll see who will be targeting next Who will be targeted next? Um, the Attorney General was the first. Then the Homeland Secretary. And I remember, uh, or do you remember, Elaine saying that everyone in the room is gonna, you know, pretty much be targeted. Um, so I think the next person in the room at that time is the Director. I think, right? Anyway, you have to tell me what you thought of the episode. Um, Did I miss anything? Like, leave me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if I missed anything. Uh, Let me know how you're liking the show. I'm still liking it. Uh, The calculations, um, I think they're too calculated at this point. So something has to go wrong. And maybe we'll see that in this upcoming episode, episode three. So who knows? All right. And that's all I have. So be sure to come back and give me a listen. I'd love for you to like, share, follow, and subscribe. You can also leave me a comment. Leave me a message. If you're listening to the podcast, there's a link to leave me a message right on that landing page. So check that out. Okay. My name is Danielle and you're listening to my podcast, Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I appreciate your support. And that's all I have. Thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.